Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 68. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. (laughs) It's been a minute. I know. <laughs> Two years. Yeah. Um, as you may have heard in our intro, we have a brand new co-host that I wanted to introduce you to, Jess Ramirez. Hey, Jess. Hi, Amanda. I'm so excited for you to be finally doing this with me. <laughs> I'm very excited and nervous, but excited. <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, as you're aware, you know, we are relaunching the the episode or the podcast and we wanted to give you a little get to know me episode before we get into the main episodes which are coming soon and they're already in the works and I'm so excited about them um this little get to know me episode you will be getting to know me your host because although many of you already know me um, a lot of new people have arrived to San Pedro in the last two years yeah while the podcast changed. has been in hiatus so um, unless you binged all of the previous episodes, which is insane, um, you know, you can just get to know me here a little, which will be fun. And of course, I really am excited to um, introduce you to Jess and have you get to know her as well, because um, she's amazing. <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'll let you take over, Jess, and okay. then we'll get into it. Yeah. So, um, I really want to get into getting to know Amanda from someone who's new and who kind of knows you, but not, you know, as in depth. I have binged not all 86, but a few of the episodes. So there may be some repeat questions for you listeners. Um, Okay, so first, catch us up. What has been going on the past two years? And, you know, where Uh, have you been? (laughs) I know it's been two years, but it still feels weird to say that it's been two years. The last episode of the podcast aired, I think, in August 2008. Eight, no, 2020. So yeah, it's been almost exactly two years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, great question. I feel like I've been living under a rock. Um, I only come out of my little rock cave for a Chori Man burrito, and then I go back. <laughs> that's the best way to that's describe. A good to come out. That's the best way to describe the last two years. Um, you know what? I without getting into too many details and getting too personal, um, you know, I think that a lot of period, a lot of people will relate to this as well. I think there was this very subtle, um, you know, substantial, um, you know, compounding stress that just like built up on me that I didn't even know was like kind of crippling my ability to be creative and invest in the things that I love which is this podcast yeah um you know and then you just kind of get stuck into um the you get stuck in the day-to-day you know I'm a mom and I was working and um my husband was also working and it's kind of hard to get everything together you know and kind of carve out that time Mm -hmm. um also you know it was COVID. So I didn't, you know, not all of the resources were there. And um, meeting up made it difficult. Meeting up made it difficult for, you know, podcasting (laughs) and Zoom. I think everyone was just over Zoom. I was over Zoom. Um, So, yeah, I think all of that kind of just brought me to this point where I was like, I cannot do this alone, which is which is what we'll get into later, because I think you came along for a reason. (laughs) but yeah, it was a lot. It just was a lot. You and needed th- a break. Yeah. I think many people did. I wouldn't, I would have loved to not take a break, but it was that thing. It was just like, you know, I'm a one woman show. I can't keep it going and all keep spinning all these other plates as well, you know? Yeah. So speaking of which, how did you do it? That's the one <laughs> thing that I am very impressed by is you were a first time mom. You began producing it, booking it, hosting it, interviewing editing publishing like that's incredible it was a one-woman show um okay there's a few ways a few things to that are relevant to this question one is 
you know, when I was when I was pregnant, I don't know why I just got this like huge surge of motivation to do something and ambition. And I think like the year before, like I was full on like eight months pregnant and I wanted to have a booth for Dia de los Muertos. And I was just like, I'm going to make all these flower crowns. And I did. I made a booth. I sold flower crowns. I was like, where did that even come from? I was just so like fueled I was so energized to do something and I was kind of looking you know when my son was born I was kind of looking well what's my next thing gonna be I want to do something cool you know I want to do something fun and um the other the other factor of it is you know I had really awesome friends and um you know Angela Romero uh who you will have heard in the podcast because she was my most frequenting guest um God rest her. She passed away last month and um, she was honestly one of the biggest cheerleaders for me doing this podcast. Um, She knew about it early on because I was the one telling her that she should start her podcast back up again. So we'll just rewind a minute. She had a podcast called That's So Pedro and she started it maybe like 10 years ago. I don't know the exact date, but it was it was before we were all listening to podcasts. Yeah. You know, she was ahead of her time. And I loved it because she was interviewing local people and it was like, I got to hear about my town, you know, Mm -hmm. from this awesome local historian who just had um, an amazing way of getting stories out. And um, she became a good friend of mine. And so when 2018 was rolling around and I was looking for something to do, I was really just putting my efforts into getting her to start hers so I can listen to her podcast again as a fan and a listener. Um, and she was like, yeah, I do think this community needs a podcast. You go do it. And I was like, what? No, I can't. You do it. You have the podcast. You have it already. You have the following. You do it. And she was like, no, you can do it. You can do it. And honestly, since then, I felt like she kind of, she kind of gave me her blessing and also like empowered me. Yeah, she did. You know, she empowered me. I don't think I would have started it without her at all. Um, and then she said, you know, I'll be there for you and you can have me on as a guest as much as, much as you want. And I and I did. <laughs> I had her on like, I think, six times, five or six times. Um, so, yeah, she was an incredibly vital part to me doing this podcast. Um, and I also had, you know, I have an amazing husband who was really supportive um, and really great friends who encouraged me to just go for it. And so that's how it started. Um yeah that's cool yeah you answered my question I was gonna ask what was the inspiration like you know why did you start it but it's yeah Mm -hmm. Angela Romero passed Mm -hmm. the baton on Mm -hmm. so um what are your connections to San Pedro I really want to talk about how did your family end up here where what was the family history that began and then you know this question makes me laugh because I'll never forget when I what when it involves Angela also um she Um, she was preparing for her museum talk. It was like a history talk, her first one. And it was when she was going to introduce the idea of creating the San Pedro Heritage Museum, which was, um, her, her project, her passion project. And, um, we were in the car, we were doing some errands, trying to get ready for it, you know, the week before. And I was just talking about my family and how my great grandmother used to live in Mexican Hollywood, which is, um, you know, a Mexican community that was located kind of like underneath where the bridge is right now. It was like down there close to the port. The Vincent Thomas Bridge. Yeah, Yeah. I would have loved to have seen exactly where it was. But I just know that there was a community there that was like either on the water, like close to the water, on the water or and, um, you know, obviously it's been moved since, but. She was just like, what? Your great-grandmother was in Mexican Hollywood? And I was like, yeah. My family, you know, I grew like, we're all from here. And she goes, what? (laughs) She was so surprised. She was shocked. (laughs) She's like, I thought you were just some PV girl, like, you know, really interested in Pedro. And I was so offended. (laughs) As someone who is proud, like, I love this town so much. And to to hear that, I was just like, Wow. So it took a long time for her to give me any sort of Pedro cred. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my great grandmother, she was um, she grew up in Mexican Hollywood. And my grandmother, um, I think after they moved from Mexican Hollywood, they still stayed very local. And I don't know exactly the path, like the, you know, where they moved from there. But I do know that when my grandparents were starting their family, they bought a home 
above, right above Western, mm-hmm. Western and Westmont, um, which was Pedro then. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been our family home. My 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 parents now live in that home. Oh wow! I didn't um, know that. Yeah. So I I you know grew up in that house right above Western, and it's technically now Rancho Palos Verdes, which you know people give me crap about, but I remember learning how to write my address on an envelope you know, when I was little and I remember writing San Pedro, California. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the nine oh seven three, I think it was three one. Um, you know, now it's nine oh two seven five. Um, but yeah, that's and also another big thing about my family, kind of just it's very part much part of the culture here, is, you know, I grew up in a longshoreman family. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandfather was a longshoreman when he was like, you know, early twenties, maybe even nineteen or eighteen, you know. Wow. He had, he was in a, a longshoreman, you know, when they had hooks, like they actually had those longshoreman hooks. Which they used for like. Yeah, um, for pulling chains, for pulling crates, for, you know, basically for yeah. everything. Um, yeah, and he, it was like before there was containers. He would tell me that there was just like tons of crates on ships, you know. Wow, that's um, so cool. Yeah, and my, you know, my parent, my dad's now retired, but my parents are longshoremen. Yeah. So yeah, it's. um. That's incredible. What mm-hmm. is, I just. A tidbit. What does your mom do? My mom is a crane operator. Which is incredible. She's she's such a badass. When I really, when I describe her to people, they're just like, wow, your mom's a badass. And I was like, I know. <laughs> she's, a, you know, a hammerhead crane operator. And the cranes, the cranes that are the tallest ones, those are like hammerhead cranes. Um, and she also rides a motorcycle and is just a pink one, a pink motorcycle, a very, very, <laughs> so if you ass. see my mom, if you see a pink motorcycle, it's probably my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, so I want to touch, like, what was it like growing up in San Pedro? I mean, going to the parks or like, what was, um, as a kid, I love that you're asking all this cause now I'm on the hot, I'm in the hot seat <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't think I've really covered a lot of my story in the podcast maybe just here and there so it's really cool um I'm sure listeners will appreciate (laughs) getting to know me better um growing up in San Pedro I went to a really small private school on 7th street and so you know honestly I was kind of just in that bubble it was you know we went there for school and then we would go there for church on Sunday so I was very much in a you know you know private Christian school bubble and I didn't have a lot of friends outside of school mm-hmm. um but that being said I did do a lot of Pedro things like play AYSO and you know go to the parks and play kite at Korean Bell and you know there was lots of Pedro fun to be had yeah <laughs> and that's really what I remember like you know growing up um do you remember when you first fell in love with San Pedro with the town that's a good question. I think that's something you don't really realize until you're out of San Pedro and you're telling people about San Pedro and where you're from. And I think you figure out that you love San Pedro so much, and this is the case for me, is like by listening to yourself describe it. You know, you realize, wow, I love my hometown. <laughs> um, and, you know, making it sound so magical and, you know, having to educate people about it. And, tell people where it is and tell them that they already know it because of this you know Vincent Thomas Bridge and all the movies that it's been in you know you just have to school them right (laughs) and let them know so I think that's I think at some point like in college that's kind of how I figured out actually even in high school because I went to high school in Huntington Beach so you know I was traveling outside of my town to go to school and when people asked where I lived you know I realized San Pedro and I would talk about it that way you know yeah Mm -hmm. and it's interesting so you know I growing up in the South Bay for me like whenever I would say oh I grew up in LA that was kind of like the beginning and then I'd be like oh if you're familiar there then I'll describe it but for you if someone were to ask you where do you you know where did you come San Pedro for sure and and that's not just me like I remember you know Romy talking about this Romy is Angela Romero we um, lovingly called her Romy that was kind of her her nickname um, she would talk about like I'm from Pedro, you know, and then just having to expand from there to like LA <laughs> near Long Beach, right? Yeah. <laughs> what has not changed in San Pedro from your childhood to today? Wow, that's a good question. Hmm. I mean, I think the memorable things that I remember about Pedro growing up is like 
getting busy bees and going to a park, whether it's like Korean Bell and flying a kite. And, you know, I don't even think we did it that often. I just feel like we might have done it a couple times. But those are like seared into my memory as a child. Um, and Or like going to Point Furman or just going somewhere local to enjoy your sandwich, right? I feel like that hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> the um, like getting some food, getting like getting sandwich saloon, getting, you know, Sorrento's or whatever it is and grabbing some um, grabbing food, going to a park and like enjoying the views. I feel like that hasn't changed. Yeah. For me and my family, that's become getting like a Tory Man burrito and going to the park that's close by, you know, walking there. Um, and letting my son play while we eat our burritos um, or going to like the Korean bell. So that's, I think that's just something that hasn't changed. That actually leads me to like my next question. It's like, what are the special qualities that you feel like San Pedro influenced you in your life and that you want to pass down now to your kid? Uh, um, that definitely, I feel like that childhood memory kind of sums it up. You know, yeah. I want my son to remember that growing up you know all of those memorable things and I think we do do that for him like we first of all the burrito you know the burrito venture to and then go to the park that's like all the time right so at least you know once or twice a month we're doing that and we change it up we'll go to the the park that's nearby or sometimes we'll go to the Korean Bell um I think some other things that I do for my son that I, I don't remember doing in fact it was something I discovered when I was older but um the we we go for walks in the neighborhood on Paseo and you know there are peacocks there (laughs) so when he was little I really wanted to take him to go see it and it's just become kind of a regular go-to place like every once in a while he'll still tell me can we go walk by the peacocks you know yeah um and he's still fascinated with them um and he just loves going for those walks and then going to the corner store you know they have these tiny children's carts. You know, oh, oh yeah, the yeah, groceries, the grocery carts, and yeah. they're so cute. And so he loves going into the corner store. I mean, that's that's going to be something I think he remembers: getting his own cart, Aww. shopping for his own candy or snacks, um, and picking a toy. If I'm feeling generous, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the toy the toy section has been dwindling there, so I kind of hope they bring it back. But I mean, that's a, that's an amazing memory for a, a kid. You yeah, know? what a great place to like grow up in. And, like, this is a really good place to grow up. You yeah. know, like the 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 activities, the things to do here are kind of endless with kids. Right. First of all, we have amazing parks. You know, a really great parks. Um, but like another thing we do is we take uh, my son and my stepdaughter to go to like the Cabrillo Marina. Oh, right. Um, yes. And we ride bikes and she rides her roller skates and I try to roller skate with her. Yeah. <laughs> and we're trying to be cool and do these like, you know, these little things that are on TikTok, you know, with all the roller skates. So we the we dancing, try. Yeah, <laughs> the dancing and, you know, trying to do our little turns, our backwards skating Um, Yeah, so even for my stepdaughter who's from Long Beach, you know, I feel like those are going to be memories for her as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Great. I think those are all the questions I have right now. Okay, good. If the audience has any other questions, definitely let us know. Yeah, (laughs) we will keep them coming. Um, Great. Now it's my turn to interview you. Uh, I cannot wait for the audience to get to know you. Um, First, let's start off from the beginning. You know, how'd your grandparents meet? How'd your, <laughs> how'd your parents meet? <laughs> five uh, generations ago. Let's go five generations back and really <laughs> let's let's get into it. Yeah. No. Um. Let's start with where did you grow up? Okay. So I kind of mentioned it. I grew up in the South Bay. Um. I grew up mostly in Lawndale and then went to high school in Torrance. Okay. Yeah. So. Close by. Close by. Very close by. Very close. Was Pedro even on your radar then? Not at all. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) PV, I guess, sort of acts as like a a barrier. Never really went south from there. I mean, I'd heard of Long Beach, but to be honest, it wouldn't have been until later that I would have been like, oh, associated like Snoop Dogg's from Long Beach. Wait, Long Beach is not that far, you know? But like other than that, Uh I didn't really. And then San Pedro was never really on my radar until later in life. I mean, I feel like it's on nobody's radar unless you know somebody from there. Yeah, or mm-hmm. until you, like, accidentally, you know, end up there from mm-hmm. the 110 and you're like, oh, this is where it ends, you know, mm-hmm. this beautiful 
end of the rainbow kind of a place, you know? <laughs> I remember describing people where San Pedro was by saying, just take the 110 south till it ends. And yeah. you're in San Pedro. Um, how would you describe your upbringing? Um, so I'm a first-generation Latina from my mom's side. And my dad was born and raised in Detroit. So growing up, I had a influence of both the American and the Latino cultures and or Mexican cultures in my life. So I um, Spanish was my first language, but I also ate meatloaf and had peas for dinner and like watched Happy Days, listened to ABBA, all those things, mm-hmm. Motown. Um, but yeah, so my life, my upbringing and my childhood was very much focused on like these two identities and like these, you know, dual cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of your interests growing up? So um, I definitely was always a creative. Like I remember growing up with my siblings, like I'd always want to play art class where I was like the art teacher and they were my students and I teach them how to draw or, you know, do something creative in some way. So creativity was always like something that I was interested in um, growing up, but I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to pursue that as a career or, you know, growing up, you're always like doctor, architect, lawyer, like which one do you want to be, you know? Um, And so it wasn't until later in college that I started to pursue other ideas and like other Mm -hmm. um, career options. And then, yeah. Which we'll get into. Yeah. I, because I know you and I know your story a little bit, I would like for you to explain the series of events that led from the South Bay to to San Pedro, basically. San Pedro, yeah. yeah. I know there's some stops along the way, but yeah. I'll let you get into it. Yeah. I think most people would probably just like jump on the 405, then, you know, <laughs> get take the 110, and then you end up in San Pedro. But no, my life, um, after community college at El Camino, I transferred and went to a university in San Francisco. And so I, that's what brought me and led me there for about nine years. Graduated, fell in love, got a job, stayed there for a while, and then um, ended up moving from there um, to New York City, where I had some friends from LA, like, like, living there, and got a job, stayed there for a while. Probably would have stayed there for a lot longer if it wasn't because of the pandemic. And so um, during the pandemic, uh, my partner and I ended up fleeing and staying with my parents in their home um, until we ended up coming to San Pedro and buying our first home. Okay, a thousand questions. We're yeah, gonna break I know. it up. <laughs> um, so first of all, you went from the South Bay to one of the most expensive cities in the US, which is San Francisco. Yeah. What was that like? Um, it wasn't as expensive at the time. Like it was. It it was a city, but when I moved I moved there in two thousand nine. So the tech the second wave of tech companies hadn't yet had um, their big growth, I guess. And so um, I was able to afford living in a one bedroom apartment with my friend. We shared a one bedroom and um, on a student budget on financial aid, like it was a great city to grow up in and like go to school in. There were so many free amenities. There were so many great parks. There were just like so many events um, culturally and socially. And so I, it was fine. Um, But then toward the end, we left, I think around 20, 2018 the beginning of 2018 um it was definitely very expensive like we I went from sharing a one-bedroom apartment with my best friend to living in a three-bedroom apartment with five other people so yeah that is crazy yeah that that was the most that we could afford yeah that is that's crazy because when did you and your partner get married we it wasn't until later. So we okay. got married in New York okay. in 2019. So after moving, okay, so after you moved out of San Francisco, you decided this town is too damn expensive. Yeah. No. <laughs> you went I to- think I've seen it all. I think I've, you know, they started, it started to change a lot, you know. I mean, definitely yeah. there was like a huge influence. So, and then career wise, I'm formally, I'm a digital journalist. So there wasn't really much there. Mm-hmm. So New York City was a natural next step. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also very expensive. I was going to say, you went from one expensive city to another expensive city. Yeah. Um, what was the living situation there? Just just out of curiosity. Totally. Um, <laughs> actually, it was for my partner and I at the time, like we were like, wow, we can afford to live on a one bedroom by ourselves. 
it's just so dense there yeah. that there's just so much more housing available. So it yeah. kind of brings down the price. And it depends where. We ended up living in um, Harlem, which we loved, and it was great. Um, but yeah, like Brooklyn, you could go to all these, the Bronx, you could go to Queens, you could go to all these areas. It's so much more affordable. So anyone who wants to move to New York, you can do it. Trust me. <laughs> like, you know, you can do it. But yeah, it was um, less expensive than San Francisco at the time. So mm-hmm. for us, it, it seemed more doable. Yeah, that, that I can see that transition, you know, yeah. working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about your production background. Okay. What got you into production? Yeah, I, um, ooh, what was the movie or documentary or oh, I know, right? <laughs> thing that inspired thing that you? that inspired me. I would say, uh, okay, so if I were to, it started out with journalism. That was what I was going to pursue. I had, I hated English in high school. I could not write. And then I had an English professor in college that really took me under his wing and was just like, let me explain to you how to write a proper essay. And once he broke that whole enigma for me, it just made it so much easier and, and then his wife was teaching the journalism program at the time. And so then I took her class and she was like, oh, you know, the best thing about journalism is you can write about anything that interests you. And like, that's essentially what the career is. And I was like, what a great idea. Like, I can just write whatever I want about whatever topic interests me. So that led me to the Bay Area, went to school there. And the first class I could take at the time was a video production class. And I fell in love. Like, it was just the idea of, like, producing and editing and learning how to edit and all of that. I just, like, fell in love with and in interviewing people, like, getting to know people. Like, I mm-hmm. very camera shy, you know. So for me, being behind the mic, being behind the camera, you know, like, <laughs> it so was crazy. so much more <laughs> doable and approachable. So this is actually the first time I'm sitting in a true hot seat. That you know, is in insane. front of a mic. Um, That's a, it's crazy for all your production background that yeah. you're, you've never been like behind the mic, behind the camera. No, very much like mm-hmm. behind the scenes is where I feel most comfortable. So mm-hmm. I loved it. And in there, I took a bunch of classes on documentary filmmaking, ended up working on a film, um, an independent documentary, and um, then started working at a digital news organization and did social media there, learned how to do social there and mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome and then so obviously it does make sense you know why you went to new york um and then the pandemic hit The pandemic hit. and w- why was it that you chose i mean obviously your family's from california mm-hmm. but why san pedro so san pedro wasn't really on my radar until i came in i want to say it was like 2019 maybe um, early 2019, my sister had uh, had been living here in San Pedro with her best friend. She had moved in together after college, and um, I came to visit them, and she was, like, raving about it and really was like, oh, there's, like, first truck. There's all these cool things to do, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, okay, yeah, let's go check it out, you know. Stayed a weekend, and I fell in love with it, and I just, like, loved the energy, loved, you know, um, all the – the, I guess, amenities is the word to describe it. I don't mm-hmm. know. All I mean, of the, like, all of the perks of All this. the perks, yeah. yeah, of the city that it had to offer, like, mm-hmm. at the time. And so um, when we had came during the, the pandemic and we're staying with my family, my sister had mo- since moved out of San Pedro, but um, she ended up coming with us and doing, like, a little road trip, you know, kind of just, like, check out the town and pointing out all the different spots and things that she likes and, like, um, in that process, my my partner, like my husband and I, ended up falling in love with the town, and it just reminded us so much of all the places that we had been, like the topography of all the hills, the port being right there reminded us so much of San Francisco and Oakland, like the bridge, you know, and um, and then like the culture, like there being street art, there being you know a ton of food places, there being so much diversity. Um, that just reminded us of all the reasons why we loved certain cities, you know, and and then also like the the energy, like the reason I loved being in New York was just there's so much hustle. Everyone's trying to do something. Um, there's so much like vibrant community energy where it's like everyone's there with the dream. And I feel like San Pedro in some way captures that. Like there's just so many businesses independent independently run that are people that are just really trying to go after like what their dream is and making it and this town provides such a great space for that 
and there's so many of them and so yeah oh my gosh I love that answer that is insane I I mean you just kind of making the connections between the cities that you've lived in and your description of what the town feels like well it's interesting for me as somebody who was like kind of born and raised here and I was just like that's all I really know yeah um I always love hearing how people who did not grow up here how they end up finding this to be feel like home for them yeah you know very much and like I just remember you know growing up in Torrance like and not to knock Torrance but like there are so many suburban like areas in LA and I always felt like oh you had to sacrifice charm or history or culture for the sake of like being able to live in an area near family and like being close to my family but coming to San Pedro you just see how much character just in the homes in the people in the culture like and so much pride you know like there's Mm -hmm. just so much pride and like New Yorkers are like that they're just like born and raised in New York or they're even if they live there like I think it's like 10 years and then you can claim you're like a New Yorker yeah. but <laughs> um but yeah like just the fact that there's so much pride and I think that this That's town so really embodies it that's true. There's a lot of Pedro pride. Yeah. yeah. And repping it. You know, yeah. like even the fact that for you, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm from San Pedro. And then I can let you know, like, where exactly that is. Yeah. Way, but yeah, I think that it, you know, it's different. It's a different type of pride because like, yes, New York has that pride and there's something that came with it. You know, mm-hmm. there's I feel like when you claim to be a New Yorker, you you have all of that. Um, hustle that drive the you know everything you have to put up with to be a New Yorker yeah. and that's what makes them so proud because they they went through it they, they went, survived yeah they survived know? yeah um, and I feel like there's pride in other parts of you know the area um, like Long Beach obviously gets a lot of right. repping you know that's where Snoop Dogg's from that's yeah. where, you know it got a lot of 90s you know hip-hop artists yeah. from there but, Compton yeah but like I feel like San Pedro is a place where it's not globally known or nationally known but we're still so freaking proud yeah right <laughs> repped on t-shirts yeah. repped on hats yeah no there really is like mm-hmm. this um unwavering respect for their the town yeah. that they've grown up in yeah yeah yeah, it's it's always amazing. interesting to hear from a, from an um, kind of like a newbie who who just moved in here. Hey, real quick, we have a Patreon. So if you want to get access to Patreon only weekly bonus episodes and other exclusive content, including a five minute speech we had to cut out of this episode about why longshoring in this community is such a big deal, then become a Patreon supporter for as little as two dollars a month link in the show notes. Okay, back to the episode. Um, well, that kind of brings me to the podcast and how you heard about it. Yeah. Okay. So like all modern love stories, it begins <laughs> with someone sliding into the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you hear of the podcast first? Okay. So um, I was Oh, I saw the sticker at the Tory Man, outside the Tory Man when I was getting coffee at Colossus. And then I was just like, oh my goodness, look. And I like turned to my family. I was like, look, they even have a podcast here. Like, how amazing is this? And I had been listening to podcasts for a while uh, about a bunch of different topics, but never had heard or thought of a podcast dedicated to a town, like just entirely about a town and not like newsletter format, but just like getting to know the people. And so that's how I discovered it. And at the time I was really craving, like I had just moved here. I didn't really like have any connection. And so I was just sort of craving to be creative and use my skills outside of like journalism. And so that's what prompted me to like slide in the DMs. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> I like discovered it on Instagram and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, let me go ask, you know? And that See? was in like 2021. So like I hadn't touched the podcast in like a year pretty yeah. much. Um, and I was excited about like getting it going again. And it was really exciting to have somebody like show interest and say, Hey, I'm here to help if you need anything. And I feel like we met up a couple times. And then of course I got, you know, a full-time job that dragged me away and, you know, and then we're here another year later in 2022. I think you're the first person I hit up when I was like, Hey, I'm available now. Yeah. Are you still down? (laughs) I was so excited. Yes. (laughs) 
yeah mm-hmm. I'm third I mean I just remember that first meeting we had it was just like a connection of like mm-hmm. oh my god I love everything she's saying and I love like how enthusiastic you are and like yeah it was just such a great I feel I feel so thankful mm-hmm. and blessed and like privileged to be here so That's, truly that I've that yeah. I've received that that is really really sweet um likewise I I mean I think it's like any new relationship where you're kind of just feeling it out, right? You go on a few dates, you know, just to kind of draw the parallel. And then you kind of realize, yeah, I'm really into it. Like, I'm really into this. (laughs) Is she really into this too? (laughs) Right. And then (laughs) we both had to like do a a feel, a temperature check. Totally. Where are you at? Right? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we can do this together. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) And so... Um, I, I'm just really excited about us coming together because honestly, I think, you know, I mentioned this earlier, there was a point where I realized that I just cannot do this by myself, you know, and looking it's around, incredible you did, you know, it, it just wasn't sustainable by myself. Um, and there's only, you can only go so far, you know, on your own. Um, and then again, yeah. you know, a lot of during the pandemic, a lot of the people who were just like you know you spoke to on a regular basis and saw on a regular basis I think this is true for a lot of people like our friends kind of just we all went to our homes and we stayed home we Mm -hmm. didn't see our friends all the time you know and we're not in the habit of calling or zooming so it was like there was a huge disconnect from the people that encouraged me you know and um and you know of course Angela Romero is not here and it just feels really weird continuing this without her kind of being in my corner um but you know when you look around and you're like who can I drag into this and make as excited about this as I am who's gonna be that person you look around at your best friends or whoever your husband you know I was like no you can't make anybody like make this their priority too you know be as enthusiastic about things yes yeah and when I saw your enthusiasm for it and your excitement and I was just like oh my god yes this is everything that I needed I feel like I manifested you (laughs) from the universe here I am (laughs) um and so that's why I'm really excited to get this going also I could not have manifested a more perfect person for this because of your background you know you have that journalism background and production background which is literally what a podcast is (laughs) so I was just here stumbling along no experience at all in production watching YouTube videos how to work my recorder and you know doing all of the mistakes (laughs) no you're like a, a great creator and just like your infectious enthusiasm and love for people and like I listening to the episodes which I recommend everyone should do is like listen to those old episodes they're so great because you just hear people like talk about what they love and so even even when I go back and listen to some of the episodes which I started doing so I can kind of get my head in the game a little bit um so in the recent months it is very cringy for me to hear my own voice and the things that I feel it's necessary to talk about. <laughs> for example, the black takeout containers um, from restaurants that I was like, I don't go to a restaurant unless oh they God. have blackout, you know, those really nice containers to take home. <laughs> um, I was like, what is, what am I talking about here? Um, oh my God, I love that. So it's cringy it's sometimes, but then I do hear from the guests and I'm like, oh my God, what they're saying is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I get to realize the purpose of it again, which is getting to know the community and getting the stories and capturing them, you know? And, you know, Angela Romero, I'm going to bring her up a ton in the podcast just because she was such a big part of why it exists and she was a big part of its foundation. Like she was my main episode guest, you know. Um, One of the things that, you know, made what she did so special. First of all, she was a local historian. She was literally digging up stories about this beautiful town um, to share with other people. And, and, and it wasn't there just on her shelf, you know, she really brought it to people through tours and through storytelling. And during the pandemic, she did Zooms, you know, just teaching people about this town. Um, and she came on the podcast and shared, you know, what she knew and um, how to pronounce Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> and the history of why it may be pronounced Pedro, right. you know, which yeah. is which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no way that one person can really like take on her her legacy the work of her legacy you know what I mean because it was just so much but I do feel um you know I I'm I'm grateful that I had that time with her before she passed I was able to see her um just three days before she passed and you know I had the chance to actually say goodbye which a lot of people don't get that opportunity so 
Um, and I've also lost a friend without having the opportunity. So totally different experience. Um, but I was able to ask her, what do you want me to do? What do you, what do you want from me? I want to honor you and what you've done and how can I do that? You know? And she just said like, just do it, do the podcast, do it. Don't stop. Just keep doing it. You know? Yeah. And I, I am not at all close to I can never do what she did as far as like the history and the research and all that but I can capture stories and that's exactly what she did so I think it's going to take a community really though to to carry on her legacy Mm -hmm. so that's on all of us to do let's look into the history of things let's dig up the stories from our you know our community Mm -hmm. um and yeah and I'm here for it Uh, that's what I'm excited about the most oh my gosh same Mm -hmm. yeah I miss interviewing I miss connecting with people and like that's what I I love community I feel like I'm obsessed with it um I would like to know what are you most excited about as far as your new role as a community podcast host yeah um that exactly that like I was gonna say I think people. you did just answer my question <laughs> yeah no I mean I think it's like connecting with people meeting them getting to know their story um getting to see like what makes them who they are you know and I I just love that I mean I've always loved meeting people and like mm-hmm. getting to know them and um so interviewing and all of this is just sort of like a natural thing I mean I used to be a community engagement producer which is long title for like a different but in the end it was like you were a bridge between the reporter and the community the audience and it's just like I just love that so I'm excited to get back into it I'm excited to just listen you know I'm I'm also very excited um I'm curious also what are some things you want to explore on the podcast Hmm. um well I mentioned the energy and the fact that there's so many independently run businesses here. There's like an essence of like Berkeley where it's like no chains allowed, you know, but kind of like this idea of um, no chains is in like, like no, no chain, chain restaurants. restaurants yeah. No, no brand. Ch- yeah. yeah. The so there's a lot of independent mom and, exactly, businesses. Exactly. Like mom and pop shop type places. And um, there are so many here, even like in a modern version, you know, mm-hmm. like not your traditional just. Um, what you would expect and so there's so many pop-ups so many pop-up businesses here and I just like I'm here for it I love that so I really am excited to explore who these people are why here like what is it about this town that really Mm -hmm. is ground zero for them like allows them to really like um, do that and pursue it Um, and then I'm always a sucker for history so anything like historical in some form um, I'm glad you brought up the businesses and the pop-ups because I feel like that is something like, yes, it was there before, but I feel like the pandemic really forced everybody to ask themselves, what can they do and what can they make and what can they sell? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just saw like a, just a huge surge of new, amazing, creative, independent businesses that don't have a brick and mortar that yeah. are selling online or on Etsy or popping up in front yeah. of the corner store you know what I mean and I would that's that's something I'm I'm also here for it's like I want to I want to hear from them yeah you know yeah totally uh, the pandemic was a lot but it did bring out a lot of creativity from this community for sure I mean like when I moved here in 2020 the only way I could explore really the city was through social media which granted it's like a narrowed lens of a of a way to describe a town or to like explore it but yeah that was the way that I could like find all these pop-up businesses that you wouldn't if you were to just be walking down the street or you know unless you happen to be in front of the corner store during one mm-hmm. of their pop-ups mm-hmm. so yeah I'm excited about that I'm I'm excited to like meet all the different cultures that have like you know converged and really like yeah this is I feel like a meeting of so many different yeah influences and I'm excited to explore that Mm -hmm. yeah the diversity um yeah that's one thing about San Pedro is that it does have all of these cultures that have like come to settle here you know we have communities of like you know Italians and Croatians it's like a mini Mediterranean coast almost for sure yeah and then also such a huge like Mexican influence here as well um and I can just keep I can continue to see new people coming so yeah what you said about diversity is I feel I really see that and it's one of the most diverse towns I think in LA yeah county too one of of course I'm gonna bring her up a lot but um 
Angela Romero once referred to it as a little America. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Because people have come here and just really settled and set their roots. Mm-hmm. And that sets itself apart from so many other towns because like LA is very diverse, but at the same time it's spread out. It's sprawling. So the pockets of communities that you'll find are kind of like you have destination points. Like you have to go there if you want to explore that. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's like Chicano culture. communities, like, you know, just pockets, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Whereas here it's all in this one small. We're all mixed up. Yeah. We are all mixed up. I know. I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to know, now that we've mentioned, you know, um, previous episodes, you have already a canon of like 80s. I want to say something like that that. I don't know (laughs) so there's so many great ones um I'm curious to know what's your most memorable interview or episode oh my gosh um that's a really good question um my first obviously which was with Angela Romero um and she basically just had to coach me through it because she had done a podcast before a local podcast and she just gave me some pointers and I was really nervous and um but once we got talking it was just what came out of her mouth you know just all of the information all of the stories and everything that she knew I was like oh my god this is why I'm doing the podcast because because this is what I want to capture the literally the stories of the community um so Angela Romero's first podcast is is first episode is one um another memorable one I would say um is with Lee Williams it was one of the most listened to episodes um like I mean the listens went way up on that on Lee's episode and he really talked about um the what do you call it the quality of life the quality of life for San Pedrins and like how do we improve it Mm -hmm. what are the goals what can we do in this town Mm -hmm. to improve the quality of life you know he really talks about creating affordable housing um we did talk about the waterfront at the time um that's another memorable one um they're so important I know I can think of so many like I loved interviewing Umberto who makes my favorite burrito and hearing about how the actual chori man yeah the (laughs) actual chori man and how he used to just you know drag a little uh ice chest pretty much around you know in culver city or different parts of la like the like the tamale guy you know yeah tamales i know he was over there just yelling you know chorizo (laughs) and i love to hear that story of how he came from basically the street selling his chori you know chorizo um in the streets of la and finally settling here in San Pedro. I love that story. Mm-hmm. And that's another reminder of why I'm doing this podcast is to capture stories like that. Um, I can already think of a few people that we're going to interview who yes. have really awesome stories that I can't wait to get into. Yeah. People who are not from here who found this place like you did, you know, um, and said, this is my home. This is where I want to start my family. This is where I want to start my hustle. You where know? to set down roots. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited for those interviews. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can. I will just mention this one. Um, I remember when I had, I think this was before you and I had met, and I was listening to some episodes, and I was looking for, like, a job to apply to. And in the end, I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, look, and I – Colossus I was going every day to get my coffee it was so good delicious and um ended up being like oh wait they're hiring I totally want to apply but let me do some research in true just form and listen to the podcast episode with um Colossus owners with Kristen and Kristen and Nick and I just like listened to it as background research before I applied and had my interview I loved that episode as well because I had um, my best friend was visiting at the time and she went to the CIA which is the Culinary Institute of America um, to learn pastry basically pastry making you know she became a pastry chef Um, she now works in the Four Seasons and it like makes all of the pastries there she's amazing um, but it was really cool to have her as like a co-host on that episode because she could ask all these really cool questions about the business, you know, about baking, about yeah. baking. And she knows what they're talking about. And yeah. um, and I just thought it brought a, a really cool, unique element to the episode. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that like that's what I love. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I also want to know what is your goal with this podcast? My goal. My goal is total world domination no I'm just kidding <laughs> pinky in the brain status <laughs> no um my goal with this podcast is honestly 
you know what? This gets into personal goals too. My personal goal is to, you know, I joke about it, but just like be a stay-at-home mom slash trophy wife. That's what I want to do, right? <laughs> um, that's the goal that I'm getting at, being married to like a longshoreman, which my husband is, he's not a longshoreman, but he he put his card in when we were dating and that was risky because my mom gave him the card, you know? And if we broke up, like that would have been, she would have probably shamed me for a few years, you yeah. know? He just had his orientation, and so we're really excited about that. Um, it does come with sacrifices, but, you know, my family who, you know, both my parents are long, were and are longshoremen, um, they're like, whatever you need, to, you know, whatever help you need, you let us know. The most important thing is getting in, right? Yeah. Like, they're there, which is amazing, because not every, not every family has that, you know? Sometimes it's like, no, we're barely making ends meet. You got to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. And so I feel really grateful. Um, but that also speaks to why why it is such a, a valued thing, because it does have the the potential to change your, you know, generation. Yeah, your... the trajectory of your generation, mm-hmm. you know, or your family. Mm-hmm. So equalize some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. So that's the goal of the podcast it's is for be. me a stay at home mom slash trophy wife married to a longshoreman. And I can just talk about my favorite town with which is this community. Um yeah, no, to be more serious, I would love to see this podcast grow into something that really um, brings a community together, you know, really makes us feel tightly knit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that one of the problems in this society in general is that we are not meeting our neighbors. We mm. are not getting to know one another. We're not listening to each other's stories or their side. Um, I think we're one focused of, on differences a lot. We are really hyper divided, mm-hmm. right? We're just like this time right now that we are in and I'm guilty of it too because I have my mind made up about things and nobody's going to change it right um you know I'm totally I'm totally guilty of just being in that divisive mindset like it is black and white you know only one way to see this right um but it's not black and white there's so much gray and there's so much history in in why we are the way we are and why we see things the way we do Mm -hmm. right and so I just feel that if we can get to know one another as a community um, that is going to make this community stronger more empathetic more Mm -hmm. compassionate and be able to do so much more Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things about the podcast I remember when I started it um, it was kind of the mentality of like what are the problems you see in the world and then kind of like be the change, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't change the damn world, but I can start a, make a difference in in my backyard, which mm-hmm. is this community. Right. So it was more like think globally, act locally, mm-hmm. right? I love that, yeah. So that has always been kind of the strain and one of the motivators behind the podcast. So yeah. um, I'm curious to know how how you see San Pedro right now because. As somebody who was born and raised here, I've kind of seen how it's changed in the last few years and in the last, you know, couple decades. Mm-hmm. And I see what it is right now, which, you know, in my opinion, we are on the brink of change, like Very. major, major change. Yeah. And it's uncertain settling but also exciting so I'm just curious how does that feel to you as a newcomer like let's just say I mean obviously I've been I've opened your eyes to how some locals see it but I'm just curious how you would have seen it just as a as you know Jess and you know your husband coming here yeah um I think for me for us it's an exciting place it's very much like a place we've decided to set our roots this is our forever home like I don't imagine us moving or leaving or anything like that so for me very much like I'm invested and I think there's coming out of the pandemic with a lot of places starting to open up I'm just excited to like explore to get to meet people get to know the communities that exist here get to know like all the amazing things that that are you know have existed or are beginning or commencing and so for me, it's an exciting time. As far as like the the change, the development, all of that, it's something that having lived in San Francisco, having lived in Harlem even, like 
places in New York City, like, I've seen, you know, even in Lawndale, like, my own town, like, I have a friend who still lives there, and seeing the change that's occurred there. So, like, gentrification has has been a major thread throughout the places that I've lived, and it's an interesting place to be when it's at the beginning, when it's at the commencement, yeah. because there is a lot of, you know, um, tension and perspectives and changes, and change is always hard, regardless if it's, like, going on in your life or in your town or in your backyard, like, it's hard, and yeah. it's something that you need to adapt to. Yeah. Um, I think that the way that we're looking at it is exciting and to be able to have the opportunity to make sure to protect all the amazing things that Pedro has mm-hmm. and at the same time be able to evolve, you know, and be sustainable and like mm-hmm. be able to exist beyond our generations. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I, I see the value and I see it as an exciting point of view Yeah, from, from yeah. my point of view. I love that. And, you know, I also find it exciting, but I also, as a local who's like kind of born and raised here, I do feel the anxiety and stress yeah. and, you know, just, Bear about the potential of losing what makes San Pedro so special and so charming, right? Yeah. There's that, like, huge fear right. that comes with it. Um, and not to mention, I mean, I would say, like, I'm so blessed. Like, we can – we have a home here, yeah. you know? Like, we can live here. We can set roots. This is now yeah. our, you know, a place that we call home. At the same time, it is stressful. And I can definitely see – you know, yeah. I definitely recognize that from so many people. I think you recognize it because, you know, you have got taken the time to get to know the community, but I think that most newcomers wouldn't see it necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. They don't see the the stress and the crazy that we're feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm that's I think something I'm excited to explore and Definitely. digest and Make sure we process yeah. here on the podcast because we're going to have so many amazing guests. Um, I'm just thinking of like who's going to be on in the next yeah. few. Like, So, you know, this is our pre-launch episode before we get started with the main episodes, right? In this new and improved Hello San Pedro podcast. Um, and I, I, I'm just thinking of all the guests that we already plan to have. And yeah, there's going to be some... There's going to be some mixed feelings that we're going to have to get through, but I'm I'm so excited to capture I'm all so of these excited. stories. I'm so excited. And I like really hope that this isn't just us documenting yeah. people's like, you know, mm-hmm. stories, but rather really elevating it and yeah. so that others who are new like myself can adopt it, can like, yeah. you know, yeah. absorb it and become yeah. meet your neighbors, you know, yeah. get to know your community. I think it's so I think here's what I love also about you coming a- alongside and really just taking on this project with me um you are you represent a big part of our town which is the 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 newcomers you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um who are important and they're now going to be part of this community they're going to be part of the thread they're going to be part of the fabric of this you know beautiful San Pedro community and I think that it's really important for us you know me as a born and raised kind of here to have that constant you know, perspective from each other. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I feel, I don't, I don't agree with the whole locals only mentality. It's an, I'm not a fan. Um, I, I believe in being welcoming and, you know, open doors to all. Um, and I think this is another way that I can kind of show that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But also I'm very protective of the things that make Pedro Pedro. So, sure. you know, I think it'll be really fun to get into. And for all the newcomers out there, I view this very much like I'm a visitor in someone's home, you know, <laughs> and I very much want to stay and potentially be your roommate. But, you know, I also want to respect it and I want to come in it with that, okay. with that point of view. But yeah. yeah, I'm thankful for all the the beautiful home that you guys have made. Um. Speaking of your home, um, we're actually recording at her house right now, and I love it. It's just like a traditional Spanish, amazing Pedro home. Like, it is the exact Pedro home that I love. (laughs) One of the things that makes Pedro so awesome. Yeah, so charming is all the different homes and architectures here. And it's a tribute to all the people who moved here, right? And, like, brought that. Oh, totally, totally. It's incredible. I love it. (laughs) Well, to wrap up, we just want to say we're excited to be back. I'm excited to be back and to be back with Jess. And stay tuned because we're going to be dropping a few episodes in the next couple of weeks. Um, And we're really excited and open to 
all of your feedback. So please, yes, you know, please. get into it. Share with your slide friends. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, slide <laughs> into the DMs. Um, Jess is going to be here with me, helping me answer the DMs. If you've messaged me in the last two years and I did not get back to you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have left so many people hanging. Like, I didn't even check the podcast Instagram profile for like a whole year, I think. And so I do feel I'm so sorry. But um but we're in it together now and I'm really excited to kind of get to know all of you again and to get into San Pedro. Definitely. There's so many great things coming. I'm so excited. I'm so excited yeah. also. Well, we'll leave it right here and um don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review. Um and also stay tuned for the Patreon. Yes. We have started a Patreon. And so if you want to support, visit us on our Patreon page. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Yeah. And if you want to ever listen to a little bit extra tidbit, yes. we'll have extended interviews in there. We will have bonus episodes in the Patreon. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Take care. Thank you. That's all for our episode. Follow us for more on Instagram at HelloSPPodcast. Huge thanks to Rock Ashfields at Palm Realty Boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space. And thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. Leave us a review and share this episode with your friends, neighbors, and coworkers. See you next week.